Thank you, choir. It's uh, good to have the full choir. I cannot see you because of computer, so uh, uh, it is really good to have the full choir and then uh, full presence of the congregation members. And uh, today is a special day, uh, day of baptism. We have eight children being baptized today. Probably it's a historical record ever since I do ministry <laughs> that I do baptism for eight uh, uh, people. So it's wonderful. Today, before the baptism, I'd like to reflect on words, words that we use. We use words all the time. But what is the dynamic behind these words? What are some good words and what, what do words do in our lives? That's what I'm going to reflect with you today. Words are beautiful. Without words, you know, you will hear a baby crying, but there's a life of sign, the sign of life. <laughs> and that's wonderful to hear a baby crying, yeah. Without words, our life would have been very limited and confusing. Because we have words, we can communicate what's in our minds. I mean, that itself, to me, is a blessing. Communicating how we feel and what we desire, what my hope is, and that is a blessing. Because we have words, we can understand what is called truth. Without words, we won't be able to understand the truth. Our civilization would not have been possible without words. Because we have words, our civilization could have advanced and progressed. We could share our thoughts with, with each other and build a better life together by communicating our desire and our words with each other. And also because we have words, we can understand God. God, our God, is God of words. Our God is God of communication. God communicated to us through the words. Jesus is the word incarnate. In that sense, words are God's gift for us so that we may be able to interact with God and also we may have more meaningful and fuller life. Right words at the right time can be quite powerful. It can help people tremendously. And right words at the right time can even save people. Words of encouragement, words of challenge, words of truth can awaken people, give them hope, and even inspire them to persevere through hardships. I'm so honored to be a minister of the word. My office is called the minister of the word and sacrament. So I'm very honored to be a minister of the word. I communicate the word of God and God gives me the word to communicate every week. Of course, I pray, I wait, I listen, but God always gives me the word to communicate. That is very special for me. 
And I've seen people change, experience transformation, and start a new life through words. Just the other day, I received a text, text of thank you. And this person I've been counseling for two years, helping out, listening mostly. I'm so glad that I could be of help to, uh, to him when he went through difficult times. Words can be powerful when they are used in the right way. Jesus today, I mean James today expressed the word, uh, power of the words in this way. Look at ships. Though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. Tongue words are small, but it has a tremendous impact and profound impact on people. Words can set a new direction of our lives. Sometimes words open our eyes so that we can see where we have been coming and where we want to go. So these words do these kind of things. It has a powerful impact for setting the direction of our lives. And many people have changed through the words. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, he was one of them. Let me read his confession for you. In the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society in Eldersgate Street, where one was reading Luther's preface to the epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. When he, when he heard the word, his heart became warm. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. That's a miracle. That's a power of the word. He heard the words and the words changed him. He found a new direction of life. God can use his words and also our words to uplift each other and bring about change. But at the same time, words can be quite dangerous. They can be quite powerful in a negative way. Psalmist said, the tongue of the wicked is like the bite of a poisonous snake. The bite of a poisonous snake. What an accurate image. It can kill. Words can kill. Words can have detrimental effect on people, and they can destroy people. 
I mean, little kids throwing the stone without thinking much, and then they, that stone can kill the frog. In the same way, the words that we just blurted it out without thinking much can destroy the souls, souls of some vulnerable people. James also warns us in this way. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on the fire the cycle of nature, and it is self-set on fire by hell. When we have a lot of problem with the forest fire, it could start a small spark. Small spark, small, small word can destroy. Our words of accusation, judgment, and condemnation can hurt deeply people who are vulnerable. We can destroy the spirits of other people. That's not the right thing to do. Our words can be hurtful, harmful, and poisonous. To me, verbal abuse is same as physical abuse. And sometimes I believe that verbal, verbal abuse is worse than physical abuse. It can leave emotional damage and scar as deeply as a physical abuse, if not more. Our words that come from our own prejudice our own darkness and our own unhappiness can poison the soul of other people. When you're unhappy, the words that you use will make other people unhappy. So to me, being happy is the ethical responsibility. We have to be happy. Then what we say will make other people happy. But when we are not happy, we'll, what we say will make other people very unhappy. We have our own darkness, inner struggle within us. When they are expressed in a raw form, what we can say can be poisonous. So we have to be extremely careful what we say and how we say what we say and when we say it. Right words are not always right words. Right words at T1, time one, can be wrong words at T2. And the right words to P1, people one, can be wrong words to P2. So we have to understand when we say it, how we say it, and what we say, and then to whom we are saying these things. So cultivating our tongue is important, but it is not as easy as you think. Cultivating our tongue is like cultivating our whole existence. When our minds are dis distorted, our words will be distorted. When our minds are manipulative, our tongue will be deceiving. When our minds are selfish, what comes out of our mouth will be selfish. When our minds are pure, our tongue will be sweet. 
when our minds are holy, our tongue will be even inspiring. From dark minds, dark words will come out. For those people who always say negative things, that's not a mistake. They reflect what's in their minds. Through what they say, we can see what is going on in their minds. From divisive minds, divisive words will come out. So it is hard to cultivate our tongue. That's why James said, for all of us make many mistakes, anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. If your tongue makes no mistake, you're perfect. But we all know that we are not perfect. So all we are make mistakes. Sometimes with words, we hurt each other. We disappoint each other. We damage each other. At one point, we say nice things. But another point, we don't even remember what we said because we are not consistent. We are just using words to, uh, for the moment. It doesn't come from the heart. So we can say one thing nice and next moment we say totally opposite. That's why James said, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh water. Our double-mindedness can be seen in our double-tongued. That is our reality, but the not the reality to accept, but the reality to overcome this double-mindedness within us, double-tongueness. We need to cultivate our mind, our heart, our tongue, and our action. All these have to be in harmony. So cultivating our tongue is not just to cover up. Oh, it's just say nice things to people. It's not to cover up. We often use our words to cover up who we really are and what we are really thinking. That's not cultivating our tongue. That is to masquerade. And that is practicing our deceitfulness. That's what people do in the world. They say nice things in front of you, turn around, they gossip. Let us not use words to manipulate others, either to make them like us or take advantage of them. So saying nice things is not everything. Learn to speak from the heart. Say things you really mean. Don't try to manipulate others with words. Say things that you really mean. Say things from 
who you are rather than who you want to represent to be. Cultivating our tongue is cultivating purity. Purity. Pure hearts of serving others, being considerate, and loving others. We have to make, make that as our goal and practice it every day. And of course, our minds manifest themselves in what we say, but also our tongue can govern our minds. So our minds and tongue, they interact. It's like a, a chicken and egg. We don't know which one started first. But our minds affects our tongue, but our tongue also affects our minds. You have to teach your children how to use good words. Memorize good words, positive words, encouraging words, words of forgiveness. Let them be in their, let these words be in your consciousness, in the consciousness of your children. Eight children we are going to baptize. When you raise them, don't sometimes make mistakes of using such a harsh word that may leave scar and wound because it lasts forever. Always say things that are challenging, encouraging, hopeful, positive. Teach them. When you practice it every day, your words will change. God will help you. Disciplining of your tongue is God's gift. I have developed a skill when I listen to people because I do a lot of counseling. When I listen to people, I pray. Of course, I listen. While listening, I pray. I pray for the word. What is word that this person needs? But amazingly, at the end of counseling session, God always give, gives me the word to speak. Just last time I uh, had a uh, uh, conversation and counseling for about an hour, she was talking about her problem. And I was, while I was listening, I pray for the word. And amazingly, God gave me the word and I gave that word to her. And she said, that was what I needed. And she was relieved. You don't need to speak much. St. Francis said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. You don't need to use the words all the time. Discipline, discipline of tongue is sometimes discipline of listening. Listening with compassion. Listening with empathy. You know, when people say negative things to you, dark things to you, then that means that person needs to deposit their darkness somewhere. 
because it's too much for them to handle. So, so some people are habitual and that they need therapy, but you know, most people, when they say negative things and uh, dark things, they need to deposit their negative things to somewhere. What you do is you become a sponge temporarily. I said temporarily, not always, temporarily. So when you become a sponge, that person deposit the negative things to you and then they deal with their problems. You allow them to deal with their problems. Listen with empathy. Don't say words with judgment. Pray and find word and God will give you the word. Especially when you're emotionally charged, be careful. Don't say it. You will regret it. When you're angry, don't speak. Always speak from love, not from hatred, from kindness, not from anger. You will find good words to speak. Let us cultivate our minds, our hearts, and our tongue. And God will bless your life. When you change your tongue, when you change your words, your life will change. Guarantee. Let us sing together.